back to globe thoughting my dears i wanted to shout out this week a very cool hotel i just got back from a press trip to hotel el gonzo in san jose del cabo now when people think of cabo they're thinking like carlos and charlie's bachelorette weekend kind of the riffraff cabo uh which has its place and i'm not shitting on that but i definitely don't think they're thinking of the vibe of Hotel El Gonzo as their initial thoughts. And I got to say, I fucking love this hotel. So I wanted to do maybe start this as like the first official hotel in a new series that I'll do on this pod called Hotel Hoes. Hotels I like. Um... You know, the hoe is spelled H-E-A-U-X because, you know, chic. I'm a chic bitch. But I just really want to shout out this hotel. I went there on a press trip. So, you know, take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt. But I will say this. I don't have to do a podcast episode about it. I have to write an article about it. And if I didn't really care about it that much, I'd probably leave it at that. However, I really like this place. I think it's very interesting, very cool, doing something unique and vibey and good for the planet and good for people. So I want to shout it out. Um, okay, so but here's, here's a little 411. It's called Hotel El Gonzo, E-L space G-A-N-Z-O. It just had its 10th anniversary. That's why I was there. It was covering the 10th anniversary party weekend. They did these really cool concerts. They had like a giant festival. They really did a good job, I will say. I didn't have any idea what to expect, but, you know, I kind of like going in dry. So I went, I got there, and it's about 45 minutes away from the airport. It's located on this marina. It's absolutely stunning, okay? Gorgeous. It's on the marina. You look at boats. You look at yachts. You feel like, how do I get my tax bracket? I'm a poor loser. Um, they have their own private beach club. You take a little boat because it's on the marina. The beach access is across this little harbor canal. I mean, I'm like, excuse me, are we in Venice? Is this a gondola? You head down out of the hotel. You go down the little dock area. You wait for your boat. That They come every couple minutes. It's no wait at all. You get on this little boat, you drive across the water onto the other side. It's like 30 seconds. You get out and you're on this gorgeous, you know, beach club, white sandy beaches. The water's glistening. It's warm. Fabulous. Fabulous. Um, the hotel has a lot going on. Here's, here's the deal. It's kind of like Burning Man, the hotel. You know, it's bougie Burning Man. Everybody was like, it was a very international crowd. It was giving a lot of French artists, people hugging, lots of double kisses, um, floppy hats, 
colorful outfits. It was very bohemian, very eclectic, very artsy-fartsy, but in a cool way. I, I, I like the international artist community vibe. I do like it. A lot of people there were artists in some capacity, but it's like alt artist because it wasn't just like people who were like, oh, I'm in a band and I'm trying to get famous. It was like, oh, I'm a singer, but I do bird calls. That's my specialty. I'm a bird call specialty singer, you know? And so I like that because it's weird and I like weird, Um, you know, and everyone there wants to talk to each other. It's very like, you know, you feel like you could just talk to anybody by the pool at any time. Everyone's very open. Um, don't get me wrong. There were a lot of influencers. There were a lot of people who were, who had their photographer come and shoot them doing every little thing that they were doing. But, you know, I got to say, Mexican influencers, some of the sweetest influencers I've ever met, very nice girls. I liked the Mexican influencers that I met. Very sweet. They were teaching me how to pose how to shove my ass in everyone's face, how to get that back tilt. It was cute. I like them. Um, so, yeah, I was there during, like, one of their, you know, a, not a traditional stay because it was the 10th anniversary weekend. So there was a lot going on. Um, but that's kind of one of the things that this hotel does. They do a lot of events and a lot of festival weekends. So if you're into that kind of shit, you should check out what they're doing because they all ha- they always have cool shit on the calendar. Every Friday they have like concerts on the beach, so they bring in a big Cabo local community because there's not a ton to do in Cabo if you're not on vacation. Like if you live there, I you know the the hotel director was telling me like you know the locals there's not like a ton of stuff to do uh, besides like beach activities. So. One of the cool things about this hotel is they really foster a dope local community who's into music and art and all that shit. So they put on these cool events. And if you're into that kind of stuff, if you like concerts and music and world music and Burning Man type people and you have like a lot of tattoos that symbolize impermanence or bird's feet all over your face, you would like this kind of place. Okay, you would. Um... Basically, the rundown of what I did while I was there. Checked in, checked out all the art. So they have a lot of artists in residency programs. They host different artists who make original work for the hotel. And one thing I really like about it is that every time you go to this hotel, it's going to look different in a way. Because the artists come and they know that uh, their art is not going to stay on the walls forever. It might last one or two years. There's so much humidity in the air that the paint like thins over time. So they create a, an atmosphere that's very much so like, come, take a room, do a mural on the wall. It'll be there for a while. Then maybe another artist is going to come in two years and paint over it. And so they all know that, but maybe they'll take a wall. Maybe they'll create an original piece of like work or a structure or something like that. And it'll live at the hotel for some amount of time. And then another artist will come and it'll change up. So the hotel is always changing, which I think is cool. feels like a living, breathing thing in and of itself can't believe I just said that. See, I'm going to tell you something. Being there, it definitely makes you want to be more reverent. Definitely makes you want to be an artist. Like, feel it and see things. 
I don't get visual art, you know? I, I got to say, I know I'm wrong because everybody, whenever I say that, they look at me with horror. Like, what do you mean you don't get visual art? Like, there's so much visual art out there. Nothing speaks to you. And I'm like, not really. Like, when I look at art, I can't tell if it's good or not. You know, I'm not talking about photography. Photography is a separate thing to me, but like painting or like sculptures or like, you know, stuff you make with your hands. I just, I look at it and I don't get it. Like, I don't feel anything. I'm like, okay. You know, I, there's people around me being like crying. This is so raw, so real, so terrifying and it's emotional and it's, and it's horrifying and it's, beautiful and it's tragic and I'm like I don't see anything I see a chair and a duck like I don't I don't get it I just don't get it I don't know if there's something wrong with me I probably but like whatever chip is supposed to make you feel something when you look at a painting I don't got it you know I just I stare at it and I'm like there's colors they painted inside the lines nicely or they they went the opposite and they did a lot of splatter and that looked like it was fun to do. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. But anyway, if you do get it and you're into art, um, there's tons of art all over the hotel. It's just like one giant art gallery. Um, and it's ever-changing. So you could go stay there, you know, and in six months, go look at new art. It's pretty cool. So I like that. And I will say, I like the vibe that art creates. Like I like the, a hotel that's like got art everywhere because it creates a vibe and that vibe I dig. Each individual art piece, I'm like, I have no idea if this is good or not. It's, I, you know, I, I, I don't care. I don't care what it is. It could be anything, but it's the, the accumulation of art is a vibe I dig. Um, so I checked out some of the art. I happened to be staying in the room that the current artist in residence had just painted. Um, and she ended up doing, she was doing like live paintings of couples and people at this welcome party that night. And I met her later on. She was so sweet. She painted like the mural in, my, in the room I was in. She came to check it out, whatever, when, when she had been staying there. So very cool. Maybe you'll even meet the artist that did your room or something. It's pretty chill. So we went to his welcome party on the roof. Oh, my God. This is one of the coolest pools. Whoever did the design concept of this pool, you nailed it because there's an infinity pool, swim up bar, you could eat french fries in water, okay? You could plop your ass in a stool, on a stool, in a pool in Cabo and eat 17 orders of french fries, which I did. It was a blast. Now, my favorite thing about this pool is this giant jacuzzi that's elevated and raised. Like, so, okay, you have this long infinity pool, and in the middle is a raised jacuzzi where you can see people's legs. I don't know how to, how to describe it. Where it's like it's above you, so it's not – so you're seeing, like, the legs and what's going on underneath, which I feel like some people did not remember because there was a lot of hands – action going on a lot of touching in the jacuzzi if you know what I mean um and you could see everything so that was that was wild but I really like it. it's gorgeous and then there's like obviously art all over the walls and it's just like the view you're looking at the marina and there's boats and twinkly ocean and it's just so 
it's what you want. You know, when you go on vacation and you want to lay by the pool, and look at the look at the water and drink your little drink, it's exactly what you want. It's vibey. There's a poolside DJ. That's probably some artist in residence. Then you've got the chef throwing out some duck tacos. That's another artist in residence because chefs are artists. Chef and, you know, then you've got another artist painting some shit on the wall. Other artists. All these artists are residencies. It's very, very cool. Um, and then you're chatting with some girl. I mean, I started talking to this girl, Maya. She was like, I'll be singing tomorrow at this cacao ceremony where we all drink cacao and chant. Um, and she was like, yeah, I just, I sing vibrational music. Didn't know what that meant. I'll tell you about it later. Um, there's a lot of people who are health coaches. I talked to one woman in the pool who spent 25 minutes talking to me about her job as a health coach. And by the end, I still had absolutely no idea what she actually did. Like it was a lot of, you know, I meet people where they are. Um, I'm, I, I help people be radically self-aware. It's about radical transparency, radical honesty. Everything's radical with these people. But like, you know, it's very, she just kept saying, I meet people where they are. And I'm like, well, where are they? And she's like, well, wherever they are, I meet them there. And I'm like, but how do you, how do you meet them there? Well, I, we decide where they are. And then I, we're all, we get, we get radically honest about where they are. And then I, and then I get radically transparent about how I'm going to meet them there. And I'm like, yeah, but what do you actually do to meet them where they radically are? And she's like, well, you know, we talk about it. And I'm like, well, what do you mean to talk about it? Well, we, we just get really specific about what we're doing here. And I'm like, well, what are we doing here? And she's like, well, I just, and that was it. Like, that was the whole conversation was just me trying to figure out, like, are you a therapist? Are you, like, talking about trauma? Are you doing breathing exercises? Are you doing chants? Are you praying? Are you, are you doing hiking? Like, what are you doing? Which she would just, she just kept being like, it's about being radically transparent and honest about where you are and meeting yourself there and meeting me there. And we're all going to meet everywhere. And I was just like, gotcha. It's a lot of that. But I will say, you know, it's feel good vibes. Like everyone's in a good mood. You know, those types of people, they are nice. You know, they're nice people. And I like that. Um, that night they had this opening uh, opening dinner where like we had incredible food. I had the ceviche and like a giant clamshell that was actually fucking crazy. Um, just drank and drank and drank. Art installation openings, DJs playing. Then we went in our little boat. Like I said earlier, we went on a little boat across the harbor to this giant stretch of land so it's like the beach club's like to the right and then there's this giant it looks like a giant runway kind of thing of like palm trees lining it with some grassy area and that's where they do their concerts on the beach um and I gotta say this was so sick they had this band called Jupiter and Aquas and their story is so crazy they're from the Congo they were musicians they were like had a band and then the Congolese war broke out and they survived that got the band back together now they're traveling the world like their story is amazing 
Their music was so fucking cool. Like, I don't think you understand. I can't even, you have to check them out. What's crazy is like, you wouldn't necessarily go, yeah, Congolese music in Mexico slaps. But if I, if I can be Gen Z for a second, no cap, this shit slaps. Okay. It was fucking awesome. Mexican people are so much fun. And I don't even care if I'm making a huge generalization right now. They're fun, okay? Good vibes. Party atmosphere. They know how to party. And we were dancing. We were drinking. We were hanging out, smoking weed. Don't tell the Mexican government, though I don't think they care at all. Um, And there's, like, glitter. And people are dressed in cool costumes and outfits. And there's just like this amazing Congolese band on the stage singing in a language that is unfamiliar to me. Girls are getting on stage, running around dancing with guys, asking them, hey, do you know you're just supposed to use soap on your asshole when you shower? And I'm going to be honest with you. It was 50-50, which is a terrifying number. Um, and I'm just, I'm looking around. I'm like, this is so groovy, so vibey, so fun. And I'm like, this is what life is about. This is why we love to travel. This shit right here is why traveling is so fucking amazing. And I know I sound real wooey and real Burning Man vibes, but I gotta say, it's, it, it crept into my soul. Like, I have a hard time with reverence of any kind I have a hard time with like not immediately trying to make a joke out of something or just like that that kind of vulnerability I think it's a kind I think that that atmosphere that's very ooey gooey in my feelings we're all artists and soulful connections and you know shit that Burning Man people like to do I I struggle with it because my natural instinct is to like cut that with a joke which I think is not great. I would like to be able to get into it more, but like that experience, just like on this beach, it's warm out. The people are dancing and wearing fun makeup and the Congolese band on stage is singing their heart out. And you're just, it's, you're just with all these people you don't know and will never see again. It's like, this is the shit I'm fucking talking about. You know, like, yes, this is why we do it. It's so fun. It's so cool. Like, it's just why I made this podcast. You know, I just love that feeling. And I hope that you all will travel because that feeling is the only thing that makes me happy anymore, which is incredibly sad. Okay. By the way, as a little aside, while I was uh, waiting to take my little boat back to the hotel, I, I'm talking to my new friends that I met on my press trip about how much I love Jupiter and Aquas and how the front man was just so captivating and I'm going on and on and on and on and I looked to my right and who's waiting for the little boat ride back other than Jupiter of Jupiter and Aquas, the man I'm talking about. He's standing with his little French manager slash translator and I'm literally, I look at him and I'm like, oh my God, fangirling so hard. And you know, through his translator, I'm telling him, you know, I, I really love your music. I think you're so amazing. Your story is so inspiring. Your stage presence is absolutely incredible. Even though I don't speak your language and I don't know what you're saying, I really, I really felt it. I loved it. And, you know, he's 
from the Congo, and I tell him I lived in Uganda nearby um, for a little while, and he's like, oh my God, and we're having this whole conversation, and he's telling me about how the Congo is the lungs of the planet, because it is so rich with you know, natural resources, and it's, they call it the lungs of the planet. And I'm like, I like lungs. I want to be where the lungs are. I like to breathe. Um, and he was just the sweetest thing. We hugged, and it was, and I'm like, this, this is so cool that the hotel, like, they're staying at the hotel, right? And so you can just mingle with these artists that you just saw perform and are blown away by. Maybe you're a fan. Uh, maybe you're an old fan, maybe you're a new fan, but, you know, they're on the boat ride. They're in the lobby. They're hanging out. So that was a very special moment. Then the next day, oh, then we went down the street. Then you walk down the beach to this place called Crania, C-R-A-N-I-A, Crania. This was fucking crazy, okay? This place started during the pandemic when the Mexican version of Burning Man couldn't happen. And they built this whole camp around leftover cranes that were left in the marina because it was more expensive to take them out after they finished building the marina. It was more expensive to leave them out than just leave them there. So they built this whole cool bar and restaurant club around these cranes. And, you know, it looks like a Burning Man tent. Again, if you're catching a vibe, the vibe you're catching the right vibe. It looks like a Burning Man tent. You get in, there's art installations. There's like a cool, you know, LED light show going on. There's a DJ playing. They, they sell food, they sell drinks, there's velvet couches, there's, you know, giant art installations of, like, animals or body shapes, there's plants, there's, you know, little huts called Pharmacia, and that's just the bar. Um, it's very, very cool, I have to say. That was so cool. You, want, you, like, happen upon this place and you're like, what the fuck is this? And that was amazing. So if you happen to go, you have got to check out Crania. Um, I'll put the information in the description of this episode. The next day was, you know, doing a lot of poolside vibes. And that night they had their giant 10-year anniversary concert. Another really cool open field that they converted into this art market. They were selling crafts. Local artisans were selling, like, clothes and handmade goods and art. Cool LED light shows again. Um, a lot of, like fun if you're on drugs light things that you can stare at that are like ooey gooey vibes um there was this band called krungbin which people knew about i did not know but they're like kind of a psychedelic rock band that was a kind of bigger name they had that was super fun um it's just decorated really cool like they just like know how to throw a goddamn party um I took some random mushrooms from a guy who says he grows it themselves. And I got to say, I felt young and cool. Uh, headed back and woke up at 4 a.m. I mean, there were all these after parties going to like 9 a.m. They had an after party in the underground recording studio, which we're going to talk about um, later in this episode. We're going to be talking to... Paco Rosas, who is the music director at Algonzo's recording studio. It's underneath the hotel. It's very cool. There were after parties all night everywhere on the roof down there. I fell asleep because I'm an old ass witch. 
But uh, woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning, went on the roof, heard it all bumping still, had three tacos, went right back to sleep. An incredible solo after party. Highly recommend. Um, and, you know, honestly, then the next day, on Sunday, we headed down to the recording studio, met with Paco. It's, you, you, it's crazy. You're, like, standing in the lobby, and you see this little latch in the middle of the floor surrounded by plants. And you're like, what? It, this looks like a uh, like some kind of shelter, you know? It looks like like if you're living in a tornado zone, like some kind of bomb shelter or, or tornado shelter. Like, you know, you're like, what the hell is this? It's in the middle of the lobby, in the middle of the floor, and you see this latch, and you open it, and you go down, and it's a full ass recording studio. And I'll explain it more later in the episode when I meet when you we meet with Paco. But it's really cool. So we saw that then. Ended the day with a cacao ceremony where I drank this. It's just basically tastes like coffee water, but you drink cacao. They probably get it from like the jungles. It's blessed by a shaman or something. And they led this ceremony on these blankets and pillows. And I'm listening to that girl do her bird calls or whatever she does. And um, singing and chanting and breathing. Um, you know, honestly... I tried to feel something, but really what I was focused on was this lab came up to me. It's a, oh, by the way, it's a dog-friendly hotel, so you could bring your pit bull. I mean, hello, amazing, vibes, vibes, vibes. Um, I'm at this cacao ceremony, and this Labrador comes to me, decides you're my person for this thing, and we just spent the entire time snuggling. So that was my own spiritual journey. Highly recommend that as well. But I just love it. I love that you can bring your dog there. I love that everyone's nice. It's very artsy-fartsy. Even if you're not an artist, it's just, like, fun to be with people who are very in touch with their emotions, um, very in touch with their feelings. And I just I want to shout this hotel out. It's the first and only hotel in Mexico that has a B, that has a B Corps certification, which basically, if you don't know what that is, it, it, it's the highest standard of accountability for a business, it turns their mission basically into a legal statement where any decisions they make as a business has to be in line with their original mission or else they legally can't do it. So for example, if this mission statement of the hotel says we are committed to sustainability and things that are good for the planet, and then they want to have Paper, uh, they want to have plastic water bottles. Well, they, they legally can't do that because it doesn't go with their mission that is now legal. So they have to do paper, uh, recyclable water bottles. Um, that's just like a small example of what I mean. But they're, they're the first and only hotel in uh, Mexico that has a B Corp, which is very cool. Um, they During the pandemic, they... They sponsored a bunch of families that live in a nearby poor community so that they would be able to survive because, you know, they really rely on tourism. And during the pandemic, uh, these were mostly like this is a fishing village that they are nearby. So it's mostly, you know, fishermen or other people who rely heavily on hotel industry. And so they I think they donated like one hundred thousand dollars during the pandemic to help a local community. Um they, th there's just a lot that they do for the, the local community that I think is very cool. And so this is just a hotel that I feel like is walking the walk, not just talking the talk. And I 
I just think it's a place that everyone should experience. Cabo, if you live in LA, Cabo is only two hours away. The prices are not insane. Um, so I definitely really love what this place is about and definitely recommend. Now, without further ado, I had a little opportunity to do a little chit chat with you all with the music director of El Gonzo's recording studio. So without further ado, welcome Paco to the pod. We are joined by a bald-headed beauty, Paco Rosas. He is the music director at Algonzo Records. If you don't know what that is, you will find out by listening. Uh, he's an engineer, sound designer, producer, and musician with more than 20 years' experience in the biz. He's worked with a million incredible artists. He's going to tell you all about it. Paco, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. You look I'm so excited. Beautiful. Head is shiny. Beard is yeah. snatched. Do you put do you do beard oil? Do you do like beard st conditioning stuff or you just leave it alone? No, not really. I just uh trim it myself and and it's a little bit of compensation having a little bit of hair when I don't have anything here. Yeah, I you don't want to look way to go. You don't want to look like a sperm. <laughs> I understand that. I get that. <laughs> Uh, Paco, I'm excited to talk to you. It was great. So Paco and I met last week. I was actually at Algonzo. I was just really blown away by our meeting. Um, there's this, you were in the lobby and you see this like latch in the middle of the floor yeah. and you're like, where does, what is this? What does it lead to? And it actually leads to an underground recording studio that has yeah. been there since the beginning of the hotel. And I just, I thought the whole thing was really cool. And I wanted to talk to you about it and introduce it to our listeners. So uh, just to get us going, can you, can you just tell me a little bit about your background, how you got into this, and then we'll take it from there. Well, I, I started young. My, my dad was a recording engineer and a producer also. Um, so you can say I have it a little bit in my DNA. He died when I was young, when I was three. So that really, like, you know, um, made an impression on me, what he did. Seemed like the coolest job ever. And it turned out it, it is one of the coolest job ever. So I started young. I started playing when I was 10. I was in my first uh, stage, you know, playing with a, in a band teenagers pre adult like pre teenagers like really really young and playing uh punk service ah subversivo how you say service this word like uh fucking um disruptive oh. sound when i was 10 hardcore you, know? you were a hardcore 10 year old yeah, yeah, against the system. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I started young, and then uh, that thing uh, led to another. I, I, I remember having a, a rebellious stage in my life that I, I'm not going to do what my dad did, you know? That's so cliche, like following my father's footsteps, and I tried to shy away from it, and then I, I, I was like, no, this is this is what I... But I know how to do so. I, I buried myself into the, the craft and experimenting. And, and uh, you know, this is a never-ending career. 
you got to be open to new sounds, to new techniques, like even the, the technical part of it, it's always evolving. So, yeah, it, it's been a, a life journey of just going a little bit with, with my gut and being stubborn, you know, mm-hmm. or persistent. I don't know which sometimes um, is more than the other because stubbornness tends to be a little bit more a negative thing. But it's also you got to be stubborn and, and persistent and resilient in a way to do whatever you want to do. It's the same in my case. Well put. So how did you end up at Algonzo? And can you just explain a little bit about the residency program and what the recording studio? I mean, it's a recording studio in the middle of a hotel. So can you explain a little bit about what that is to people who don't know anything about it? Well, that's from the beginning our founder, Pablo, Pablo Sanchez Navarro, um, he wanted to build this this safe haven, this spot for for um, musicians and artists and, and, and art to and culture to flourish and, and nurture from. And he visioned this place at the beginning like a venue slash um, gallery slash as recording studio he knew that having a recording studio will bring um, um, musicians together like a way to well if if it's um a workspace you know like he was imagining having like a visual artist a, a place so they can work at the same time mus- music was one of the first things he had in mind so he built a hotel around at the end he the way to not comp- to compromise the content of the art and the mus- and the music um, program was to not make it um, the main profit uh, maker. So the hotel justifies whatever we do down here and, and whatever we want to do, and and we don't need to think um, purely on on revenue. You know, of course, it had to make sense and and and. We, we don't need to be an unhealthy relationship with uh, whatever we we think we want to bring into the table, but um, it doesn't rely on on making, I don't know, bringing an artist that it's maybe not normally a hit, but it's a really great artist and we, we believe in him. So that's a cool, cool place to be in because we can... We, we are free in that sense, mm-hmm. you know? So the residency program, how does it work? You find an artist you like? Every every single time is a, it's a different. We, we, it depends. Sometimes we search for them. You know, we, we have always this wish list of artists that we love and we want to bring, bring them over. And, um, but there's always a, like a friend that, hey, you know, this guy... Is interested in. I never heard of it before, and I heard uh, I hear it. And during the years, and and knowing what is what we we try to aim to, we have a a, a filter in a way, you know. And sometimes we take some risk on. Okay, this is a real cool um, project. Let's contact them, uh, and let's make it happen. So it's um intuitive um 
and really free um, process that we tend to to book the residencies. I like how it works. So basically it operates like you were explaining this when we met was like, you'll invite them and they get, you know, free hotel stay, they get put up room and board. Mm -hmm. Basically they get to enjoy the hotel and the amenities and the food and everything like that. They get the recording space. It's a uh -huh. week long. And then in, so, so it's a win-win. They put on performances at the hotel and mm -hmm. you know, people pay, people pay for those performances um mm -hmm. and you go it goes toward paying production so like everybody gets something you Basically. guys get you know musical acts for your guests and for the mm -hmm. community they get recording studio and like a really dope hotel experience on a gorgeous beach yeah. you know in cabo so that mm -hmm. process is really cool so it's a week long right they come down for a week normally yeah normally that's the kind of the typical residency it depends also. Um, there's projects that maybe it's just one um, artist, you know, or two. And they're in the middle of, I don't know, a new album. And they want to spend a little bit more time. Um, so we tend to do, at, sometimes we do 10, 15 days. Um, it depends, like I was telling you, we, we always custom made every single um Residency, depending on the needs of the project. There's projects that just want to come and relax sometimes. That's rarely. But for example, when the Emperatrice came the second time, because they came in the first time and they were working the whole time. But the second time, they were uh, the last date of their like two months tour during the US. They play at Coachella and at the, at the end, they were really exhausted. So they came down here just to relax, you know. It also has this, this sense of we're in a beach in a beautiful part of the world that brings that to the table, like having a beautiful beaches, weather, and just a place to, to relax. So sometimes it, it does come in, in that regard. So it depends. You can stay for 7 to 10 to 15 days. Uh, when we were at the quarantine and, and the whole pandemic hit, we stayed for four months and we made a whole album out of that experience. So um, it, it does really depends on the circumstances. But normally, yeah, it's a week. The studios for them, they can do whatever they, they want to work in here. And it, the exchange is a win-win situation because we do a like a showcase, you know. It's a limited, really intimate um, experience with no more than 250, 300 people. So it's a small, small show that we do on the rooftop. And for the people that comes and see their like favorite band seen up up close, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful venue. You can see the whole marina and the, the estuary and it's a beautiful sight to, to see and, and having a concert there, like small showcase, it's even better. Mm. Who are your, some, of, some of your favorite artists that have come and recorded El Gonzo and do you have any special memories that you can remember for your time with them? Um, of course. I, I think I, I told you about uh, when Anderson Pack was here, was one of the first... And I, I absolutely was blown away. Um, he's a 
he's a genius. Like the way he he works so fast, so talented. Um, that was a really special one. But I think in a way, each and single one it has a, um, a story to tell. Like uh, L'Emperatrice, those guys are amazing. This French band. Los Hermanos Gutierrez from Sweden. I don't know. Kings of Convenience. Who else? Um, LP. She's a blast. When she was here, she she made me realize that that little do we know sometimes all the the work and and the story behind uh, an artist. You just tend to have an image of somebody, you know, and and their music, and then you know them. And it's a it's a sight and a beautiful thing to to experience when when you you learn from them and 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 all the struggle that comes before you know even with these guys from that we had on the anniversary of Jupiter and Aquas from El Congo those have those guys have an in like a really impressive story behind them and um, I think they yeah like all of them has been a teaching moment and a beautiful, you know, Will Quantic just came out this uh, yesterday from the studio and, and from each and every one of them, I learned something and I'm, I'm really grateful for, because what I do tend to, to, to see is the commitment and the love they have for their craft. What do you do if there's like a language barrier? You know, what do you do? What do you do when there's huge cultural differences? I think that the music is a language of its own. So, so it, it is there. I think that that's the, the main reason. Of course, there are some cultural differences, but when it comes to music, you speak in a different language. I think that's, that's the beauty of it. Mm. You can be from Congo. I had the fortune, uh, Christophe knows his French, Mexican, so the language wasn't a, a thing. But at the end, um, I, I think I told you, I, I view myself and I view this place uh, as, a, well, myself as a bridge. So I am that in, in the sense that I'm just helping the artists to achieve whatever they need to achieve. And I have the tools and the space. And also I have to be a little bit more than that. But at the end, it, music has a way to express, it, express itself. So it doesn't really matter when when you know music. Uh, there's an intuition part of, on, on that. And also just the, the language, you know, a, a B sharp is a B sharp. Like um, you can maybe get lost on on language terms but when you play it okay it, it's understood and even technical parts are a little bit universal you know if you want to reverb on a voice everybody even if speaking whatever they speak they know how to say reverb you know so and i think it's it's more like being aware and and sometimes you got to be a fly in the wall and just let them work and sometimes they need you to uh put something into into the work you know and even a, an opinion or a baseline or sing or whatever they need to but i think that's that's a process that you that's the beauty of having a residency because normally 
you have enough time to you know to to make a even friendship you know and 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 it's it's like a date so you start slow you start like and then you're you're in a rhythm and and i don't think that there's any cultural um barrier when you're talking music you know mm. i really don't are there any um like warm up rituals that you've seen like I don't know. I imagine just working with so many international artists from all over the world, like there must be really diverse warm, like warm up rituals that you've seen, whether that's like, you know, praying or whether that's smoking weed or whether that's, you know, just some kind of like movement. Like, is there anything that you've seen that you think is really cool and interesting that you want to share? Well, the one I do is, is because of being an underground bunker studio, I always, um, um, light up some Palo Santo, mm. you know, helps for the energy and for the smell also. So I also, and, and it's a beautiful smell and I haven't had a complaint yet. It always, it has this wooden um, smell to it. So that's mine for the studio. And of course, weed, it's, it depends now it's a little bit more often and depends on, on the artists, but I have artists that don't even drink, you know. Um, I try to be really respectful in that sense um, of how they, the first, for example, first day, I welcome them, show, show them the ropes, and, and I leave them for a while by themselves in the studio so they can start to making it uh, their own, you know, the space. Then when I come back in, I view this place a little bit like a Montessori a kind of space that you can hands on, you know. Um, we have, uh, I can be sometimes a recording engineer, technicians, sometimes I'm not. So it depends, like rituals, um, meditation, yoga. That's it. the cool thing about um, having the studio at, at the hotel because sometimes you don't even know if they've done it already because they went to a spa or they went to a yoga class on the beach or they just went for a swim. So um, I think even them, even the artists, are thrown away from their rituals and, and from their normal you know, habits because they don't feel... Um, it feels like a vacation slash working environment. Um, chocolate, for example, it's a big one. They always want like a bunch of them um, to get, you know, some 70, 80% cacao. Chocolate is a, a good one also to have in uh, always on demand. Coffee, wheat, coffee is a big one. You know, coffee, it's it's always, and it's always different. If I have um, artists from Europe, it's a tricky one because they're accustomed to really, really good coffee and it's a, it's a hard thing to, to nail, you know? What is the, so, so since you work with so many people, like, I think, you know, that thing of writer's block or getting stuck or getting just, you know, creative blockages, What's like uh -huh. the number one thing you've noticed about artists that 
is their biggest struggle when they're trying to create? I don't know. I, I maybe it's it's luck, but it it hasn't really happened, you know. Here, like a like a really maybe on when we were on quarantine and we spent four months working, it was a little bit of madness all around the world, and and, and at the third month we were a little bit tired and and just you know um, wondering a lot of stuff. Is the, the you know, but normally I, I think the, it, this place has that effect. If you were in a loop, or you were um, tired of the road, or just uninspired by your studio, home studio, or or the dynamic of your band before coming here, I don't know if it's the water that we are so close to the water. The the desert has survived to it. Um, the sun, how the surroundings are constantly inviting you to just let go, just relax, you know, uh, the beach, the pool, the sun. Um, it is like everything around, uh, around you is telling you like, Hey, just let go surround uh, surrender. Just, just let go. So Normally they 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 come here and they get me immediately inspired, you know. Mm. So writing blogs, I think the only the only one I experienced was during the the, the quarantine after three months, and I think it's tiring. I don't, I don't know uh, anybody that can withstand the three months of being in the studio. We were from Monday to Saturday eight to 12 hours a day it takes a little bit of but then what we did is we went out went for a swim for a um, surfing or a beach or whatever we needed to to do to just go back and and remember hey we're really lucky to be doing what we what we love in this time you know on this crazy world right now So it, it 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 went by really quickly. That that kind of you know um, mental uh, I don't know how to call it, but yeah. At the end, um, it is it is really easy to not get writer's block or or get the use flowing here. Yeah, I feel like it, you know Elgonzo seems to be a place that if you are experiencing writer's block or some kind of uh -huh. stuck that you would go to if you were just because that no, like, the, vibe, the vibe like everyone who's there is just like really happy to be there and wants to talk to everybody else and wants to connect it's very i make a joke that it's like the burning man of hotels because it's very like everyone's wanting to collaborate and talk and it's very vibey feel good energy but you can feel mm -hmm. it it is beautiful and i think natural beauty definitely helps people tap into something right um yeah i mean you're saying it's all going great but it's like what if what happens so let's say like let's just say you're you're in a situation you're in the studio and you're working with an artist and it's just like going to shit like you just everything is not going well what do you do like how let's say i'm let's say i'm, a, I'm an artist and i'm coming to record 
And I'm just really freaking out. I'm frustrated. I can't get it. I'm not, I just, it doesn't feel right. Okay. What do you say to me? What are you going to do to help me get for the first, the first thing I, it comes to my mind and it works for me at least. And, and you can only, you know, give advice of what you think it work because you experience mm -hmm. it. So I will take you to the beach for a swim, the ocean, the water, the water calms and, you know, like go and, and, you know, take a swim, go into the ocean, relax, get out of the studio, let the, the salt and the, just the ocean takes a, take away a little bit of that negative energy. And it does, you know, for me at, at least, um, it does help. So I would probably do that the first. If that doesn't help, then we we add up some uh, interesting, um, you know, some shrooms, something that yeah. let uh, the creative flow go and just relax. And, and I don't know. I think usually just jumping into the, the ocean makes the trick. That's a good tip. Because... It doesn't really, really, I haven't maybe in my five years here, but uh, it does give you this sense that nobody really gets too weird or into their heads when you just go out and see the surroundings and, and I have the, uh, the fortune of having really well-grounded and, and beautiful artists that don't take this for granted. You know, that that is that is something that you always have to remember, even if you're Katy Perry or whatever success you're on. If you lose that tra uh, track of that, then you're you're fucked because then you're you're not doing what you love. And, and that's when, you know, uh, things go off the rail. And then I don't know careers and, and and it's not joyful anymore so you said uh, i think a little bit of that yeah you said when i was there that you had some only a couple i mean i know i know it's very positive most of the artists that come are awesome yeah. they're amazing to work with beautiful but you did mention that you had one in particular artist that was a little cray cray can you share can you share a little experience of having an artist come that was a little off the rails well, there was this for me are uh, are a little bit like rumors because I wasn't here. I know he was here, but I, I could not share from firsthand. But Charlie Sheen <laughs> spent some time here with us, and it was in in the moment that he was with all this tiger blood and all this craziness around him. I I know he stayed our our three hundred room. And you just can imagine all the, the things he, because he, we all know the story of his ex, excesses. And, 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 but from firsthand, I cannot tell you, like, oh, he did this or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's always a story here and there that kind of like rumors that are typical, you know, Motley Crue, rock star, Charlie Sheen kind of. Mm -hmm. Things that you can imagine, you know? Yeah. Sex and drugs and rock and roll. What is it, I, you know, what is it that you're looking for when you're looking for artists? Are you, is there a certain kind of vibe or message that you look for? 
I mean, I know you said it's intuitive and you can't really, but like, is there a theme for the artists that you want to work at Algonzo or represent for Algonzo? I, well, I think if I have to say something, it's, it's not about um, the style of music, you know, it's, it's more about originality and also like, uh, like it has to be, has to feel like it, it, it don't shy away from giving something, you know, something new, or if it's all something um, honest, and it, I, I think I'm, I'm always look, looking for honesty in, in music. Um, whatever the sound is, because uh, I, I pride myself of being a really good listener and lover of music, and it can be metal, it can be country, it can be pop, it can be whatever. For me, music is like food, so and I'm a foodie also. So it's a sad thing when, when you limit yourself and you say, I don't like avocado or whatever, and you don't try new things. It's like, try it, man. It, it, you got to. Um, and then sometimes you, you crave, uh, I don't know, some melancholic vibes. And sometimes it's a different thing. So I think honesty and, and originality are one of the, the main things. And talent also, you know, there's times where talent, it's undeniable. And maybe it's not the the, the greatest vibey thing that you were imagining. But then talent kicks in and, and it's undeniable when 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 somebody or some project, it, it's in that realm of, you know, having or a guitar player or a vocal or someone that really knows how to tap into that inspiration fountain and it has this beautiful voice or this overflowing talent you just gotta surrender and then hey this is cool we would love to you to to be a part of whatever or us to be a part of whatever you're doing you know so it depends i don't i don't I don't never want to ju judge a book by its cover or or say ah, I think it it's we do tend to have like the alternative in the um approach to it but it's more like the the idea of of Belganso having um a different take of, of the mainstream. You know, you can find 50 other hotels that have this kind of sound or, or bring some artists like um, Hard Rock Hotel or whatever. They're more into rock. I can definitely bring a rock band if it if it's, you know, um, we want to bring uh, Tenacious D this year. Mm -hmm. you know? Really fucking cool band. It's mainly... But that's Jack Black, and, and it's a little bit irre uh, irreverent. irreverent yeah. We love also to to touch those those nerves, you know. Mm -hmm. So if it's feel raw and honest and and original, and and it has its own voice, I'm all into it. Doesn't matter if it's I don't know, whatever. Um, who else are you planning on bringing down next year, 2023? Next year, um, you're talking to Polo and Pan, 
I love Polo uh, Pan. They're amazing. Cro- yeah, Chromio from New York. We want to bring them on Jerry. Who else? Uh, Little Dragon. Um, Tenacious D. Feist. Um, who else? The Comet is Coming, a band from UK. They're Those guys are crazy. <laughs> crazy good, you know? Um, but if you search their electronic, there's like free jazz, there's rock and roll with Tenacious D. Uh, folk alternative with Feist, um, Chromius, funky, just dancey, electronic, uh, disco thing. Um, I want to bring some experimental thing too. There's an OP1 club that they play with this, uh, this little keyboard that it's, it's a really good gadget, but they do like a five piece like ensemble, like hip hop. I would love to bring some um, um, brass band also, some New Orleans kind of stuff. I don't know. I'm always searching for something, you know, but uh, yeah, those I can tell you that we're in. in. And it's always a tricky part, uh, a tricky thing because we got to fit to their agendas. You know, we're kind of the, 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 place they want to come but if they have something this is because of the deal we do it's not a like a proper booking thing so they have to be in uh, alignment with their own agenda with like i need to record a couple of songs and then um instead of going to a normal recording studio they come with us that works really easy but sometimes they just like the artists want to come but uh, i gotta figure out i have a tour then I have to go after the tour, but then they had this thing planned out, and then a new gig comes in on our dates, and they're like, oh, this is a, a tricky one. So we're always on the wiggle room, you know, part of uh, the end of, of it all. Are the artists, like, mingling with the guests of the hotel a lot, or they kind of keep more of themselves? It depends. We have, like, really cool guests, and sometimes we, for example, when Anderson Pack was here, Randomly, uh, Alex Pan from Poland Pan and was here, so they ended up meeting and hanging out and making a song, and you know, and um, we have really cool guests, sometimes famous people, and and sometimes random, just weird and, and interesting guests. That yeah, they they feel so comfortable that sometimes they don't go out of the studio ever. Just, just like vampires, and yeah. you've seen it. You go out like a, like a mole or like a yeah. zombie from underground, and and they come in early and they leave late. So it depends, but they do. Has they 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 do let their guard down. Has a has a guest ever just started playing with with an artist? Like, have they ever joined them on a track, or has it ever happened where like they're performing at one of those uh, sessions, and a mm-hmm. guest will come and jam with them? Sometimes we do this thing on on Fridays, the fire pit jam, and when they are here, they tend to depends, but uh, they tend to go come up and jam. So in a way, they interact with with something that it's not uh, part of their their project. So it does 
come to be uh, a few times with Vandalucinos, uh, Argentinian band, who else? Even with uh, La Emperatriz, we ended up having a little bit of like jam one of those Fridays uh, when the whitest boy alive uh, German band was here. They ended up um, kind of inviting um, a concierge of the hotel to record a little bit with them, you know, some some backing, what's vocals, I think, backing vocals, a simple thing. But, you know, those kind of things always are happening. There's always a, a random, a, you know, kind of, I don't know, they, they ah, you know, uh, Poolside was here with when Erlen was here, also uh, another artist. They ended up doing a re remix of the song and those kind of stuff always kind tend to collide in a weird, not planned way. That's very cool. Are you working on any music uh, yourself right now? Personally? Yeah. No, right now, no. I, I, I try. When I try, it's always, I think I'm the one, I, I'm one of those that think that, um, it's better. Music is better when it's shared. So I'm, right now I'm playing bass. I'm going on, on a week to play bass with a band called Kings of Convenience, a Norwegian band, mm -hmm. to South America. I'm joining them. This year I have joined them on the Mexican tour, to a Balkans tour, the European tour. Now I'm going to the South. And we do music every Friday here. But I love I love the, the interaction and, and, and playing Uh, making music with people so we are working on music every every single week but like from my end personally i'm i'm a little bit tired of that stage and i i i prefer just working with others you know for sure and, that's pretty uh, exciting what's what's touring like like what do you what are your some of your favorite memories on tour i bet it's crazy It's been really fun. I, I, I'm just being for me it hasn't been a um, a thing that I I feel because I'm a fan of this band, for example. So the best thing is just being able to play with them and pinching myself every time I go on 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 stage. Like, oh fuck, I used to listen to these guys when I was on um, college or or. This new song, it's amazing. And I don't take it for granted in that sense. I, I'm still kind of reacting, even that I know Erlen and these guys for a long time now. But just being able to to travel and see some pa uh, places. Because when you're a tour, you go on these beautiful spots. But yeah, the next day, you got to go out. And it's a weird feeling. You're tired. You're jet lagged. Uh, That's it's a beautiful experience, but it's also the road. It's it's a little bit fun, tiring, but just being able to to see myself outside of and and oh, you're playing with band that you admire and you really love. It's been and that's thing. That's the thing. It's it's been the, the best for me. Um. One last question. Is there anything that you want to share with the world? You, that's something that you want to just, a message you want to get I want to, 
I want to share the ganso with you all. You should all come and see what my baldy head is rambling about, and and it's hard to express. And even when when it's my not not my first language, to translate what this place it's all about. I think it, um, the lucky ones that had the 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 fortune the fortune to come and and see it, they will understand and say, ah, I know what you're talking about, but. I think if you slightly are interested on, on having this, I don't know, this break from whatever you're doing right now, I want to come in a place that you feel, you won't feel strange because you're strange or because you're weird. And we welcome misfits and, and we welcome artists and, and, and it's not your typical place to, to travel. It is if you go only to Cabo, you know, you hear Cabo and, and you say like, ah, okay, spring break and wealthy, rich people that with yachts and Bisbee and golf and all that stuff. But come to Ganso and you will get a different perspective of of what a community want, we want to build. And, and um, yeah, we want to, we're dreamers, you know, all the team. I'm just, I'm telling you, I'm just a bridge. But all the team, we're, we're always dreaming uh, on transforming our context and, and our environment and, and how can we make uh, this place and our lives and the lives around us uh, cooler, vibier, better in every, in every sense. And the cool part of, of what I do is, is through music, you know, but it's the whole, the whole thing. We are, we're trying at the least, you know. Cool. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was super cool. And I hope I get to see you again another stay at Ogonzo. Please come. I want to. Trust so you me. Can, you don't yeah. have to ask me twice, okay? You don't got to pressure Alice my... Phoebe Lewis. Yeah, Alice Phoebe Lewis coming. Uh, New Year's Eve is going to be dope. That's cool. So, well, I'll see you soon. And thank you so much for hear, hearing me rumbling and, and whatever I had to say. It it's great. been an honor. It's been Thank an you honor. so much. Take care of that shiny head of yours, okay? I will. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Paco. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>